And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here with our weekly MMA show. I'm, I'm kicking around some names instead of just saying instead of saying it's our weekly MMA show. That just sounds silly. But kicking some kicking around some names. Maybe I'll put a poll out there on Twitter uh, within the next week or so and go from there. But Speaking of Twitter, head over there. Uh, follow the show at ST Sports Podcast. Follow myself at Jimbo ST Sports. As well as Shoulders is STS O'Brien. Uh, head over to Facebook and YouTube. Like, share, subscribe. Do all that stuff for us so we can make this a bigger and better show. And be able to get more information out there for you guys. Um, also... I retweet a lot about the Belly Up uh, Cancer Awareness shirt. Um, it's it's made by DSG Tree. I believe that's how you, how you say it. Um, if, if you can't figure it out, <clears throat> excuse me, just head over to uh, bellyupsports.com. I'm pretty sure they have a link on there somewhere. Um, it, it goes to a great cause, obviously. And whatever we sell, because I'm b- part of the Belly Up uh, podcast network which is obviously belly up sports um, half of what we make is going to be donated so we want to try to sell as many of those shirts so the money goes to a good cause I mean it's a win-win you know make yourself feel good that you're doing something good for people as well as we're donating some good money to uh, cancer uh, survivors and stuff like that so head over they got hoodies they got shirts different styles you know i've seen a couple of them it's actually pretty cool looking so to kick off the show um i didn't really watch any bellator uh shows this past week even though i think they had like a friday saturday sunday shows which was kind of weird um as my ac turns on i don't know why (laughs) Um, but there was a little drama with the Michael Page um, fight between uh, I forget who he fought. It was basically from what I was reading, it was a, a no-name guy. But there was a little bit of rivalry there between those two. And referee Dan Margulata took a, a point away from Page, basically for unsportsmanlike conduct and taunting and stuff like that. Which I was quite surprised because I mean we see the Diaz brothers do it, um, Connor has done it, even back in the day Randy Couture when he fought Tito Ortiz spanking Tino's ass. So I was surprised to see that he he got a point deducted. But then afterwards, the story I was reading, Margulata went over to apologize. To uh, Page because I guess right before he took the point away, he called Michael Page a piece of shit. And I'll give Margulia credit 
for heading over there and be the bigger man and to, to apologize and to say, hey, you know, I messed up. I should never have said that type deal. And what does Michael Page do? He basically told him, told him to F off. Um, from what I've seen of Page, he's a very talented fighter. And yeah, you know, he wants showboat, you know, that's that's his thing or whatever, but you know, you have a guy coming over to apologize because he's in the wrong and you want to disrespect him like that. Now the commission came out and said that neither of them are gonna get fined or punished for it. Uh even the other fighter uh, was warned as well because I guess he flipped him off, flipped Page off during the fight. But to me, it just kind of shows the type of person Page is. And I could deal with the showboating, but at some point, you gotta you gotta fight, you know? Um, and Margaliotta even said that to him. He's like, you know, you're a hell of a fighter. You just beat the shit out of this guy. You don't need to do all that showboating. You know, you already have a name for yourself. Why do you got to keep doing that? You know, and to me, by him acting like that during the fights and stuff, it's it's kind of not making the sport, um, you know, respectable. You know, people are going to start thinking, oh, it's a WWE, you know, it's a joke, it's, it's not real type deal. Now, you know, so, I mean, hopefully Paige maybe, you know, maybe pulls back the, the taunting a little bit because the fight before this, he he got knocked out by, uh, I think it was Lima. Um, Paige went for a, uh, a takedown and Lima just uppercut him and just knocked him completely out. So I, I just hope that Paige isn't one of these fighters that once he fights a top five guy, he's not that good. Or isn't up to that competition yet. And unfortunately for Bellator, you know, we do see that a lot. Um, I know for a while a lot of people were hoping that Paige came to UFC. But we saw what happened with Ben Askren. You know, Askren came over from one, but... Before he went to one, he was in negotiations with UFC about coming and just couldn't hammer out a deal. Because let's be honest, UFC does have the top talent to, to face. And when Askren came over to fight Robbie Lawler, yes, he won, but... It was, it was close. I mean, he got dropped on his head. Almost got finished there. And then obviously with the knockout of the year against Masvidal. It's not looking like he's the, the top welterweight guy to uh, to fight. And I'm afraid that may happen with Paige. Uh, we saw it with Hector Lombard. He came from Bellator. He was supposed to be the next big thing. Didn't have that great of a career with UFC. Now he's back in Bellator. I believe that's where he's at. So, 
hopefully Paige can tame back the the taunting a little bit and fo focus more on his his skill. Now it was a little bit of a, a, a slower news week, if you want to call it that. But one news story, since we're talking about taunting, that did get uh, th that did break this past week was Usman is finally gonna fight Kobe Covington after weeks and weeks and weeks of negotiations. Um, Covington going to the going to the news and saying, you know, Dana White's. UFC's uh, negotiation tactics are, are bullying tactics. Uh, just sound like it was just going to fall through. And there was even a rumor that UFC talked to Leon Edwards saying if they're going to give Kobe one more chance to negotiate here. And if uh, it falls through, they're going to go with Edwards. Well, fortunately... They both did agree, and it's going to be the Walter, the, the Wellerweight title fight is going to be in December at USC 245. It's going to be Usman's first title defense uh, since defeating Woodley back in uh, I think it was like March. Yeah, back in March. Um, I mean, he just dominated Woodley. Woodley just seemed like he was like shell shocked in the way. I mean, Usman is a good guy, a good fighter, and I expected a good fight, but it was total domination. Now, originally, when they when UFC started the negotiations for this fight, they were hoping to get this one for the Madison Square Garden in, in a couple weeks, but like I said, it fell through, and now they're doing it in December, which the Madison Square Garden fight is for the BMF title between Masvidal and Diaz. I'll touch on the, the whole belt controversy in a little bit. But Usman has won his last 14 fights. He's 15-1. Covington, pretty much kind of the same. He's, he's on a, a pretty long win streak himself. Um, who do I think is going to win? Honestly, I, I think Usman's going to win. Watching Covington against uh, Robbie Lawler in his last fight, just it, Lawler just seemed like he was looking for that one-punch knockout. Really didn't have any answers to anything that Covington was doing. Not taking anything away from Covington. I mean, it seemed like his game plan was basically just to grapple with them. Which would be smart, you know, keep Lawler's one weapon away, and you know he ground grinded it out a, a win there. But with Usman, I, I think he has power as well. Could uh, grapple. There was a couple um, situations during Woodley's fight that he showed he could grapple as well. Woodley is a good wrestler, and he couldn't do anything against Usman. So I, I definitely do think Usman is going to win this fight. Um, I'm hoping so, just because Covington he just he's too cocky for me. I, it seems like ever since you know Conor McGregor came onto the scene with this uh, you know nose up in the air type 
attitude trash talk. It was funny in the beginning, but now you're going on six, seven years of the same trash talk type stuff. It's old. You know, Covington with the let's make America great again persona type deal, bringing, you know, the, the, the first family to all the events, which, hey, if that's your thing, cool. But it's getting a little too much now, I think. I just want someone to, to finally humble him, whether it's Masvidal or uh, Stipe Miocic, which I don't know if you guys saw about that a couple weeks ago. Supposedly at Miocic Chromier fight, Covington was saying some degrading things to Stiopchik's uh, uh, wife. And I mean, if he did say it, he's got balls. Cause, I mean, you got a heavyweight going that wants to come talk to you, and you're a welterweight. You're giving up about, what, 30, 40 pounds on. on on the guy so on top of the Usman Covington fight for um, that pay-per-view we also have Max Holloway defending his belt against Volkanovski and Amanda Nunez versus JDR I mean Nunez she's just gonna run through her Um, it's the same I think it's the same situation that we were in when Ronda first came into the UFC that there's just no competition for Nunez there's like Nunez and then a big drop off in talent and everybody else is bunched together I mean she could go down as the greatest women's champion ever to fight in UFC and yes Cyborg was in there but she didn't dominate she didn't defend the belt like she you know like Nunez is doing also um, I saw this little story little interview with Alaquinta talking about the rankings of UFC and the reason why he was getting interviewed is there's UFC 243 is this weekend and he's on he's fighting Dan Hooker which Aliquinta according to UFC rankings is number 5 whereas Dan Hooker's number 15 and he was asked you know why did you take that with someone that's ranked number 15 and he basically responded with he goes I didn't know what he was ranked I don't believe in the rankings they're more of a popularity contest than actually rankings, which is true. I mean, you look at, I'm not sure if he's still on the pound for pound, but even though the welterweight rankings, Conor McGregor is still ranked number three. I don't know how he could be ranked number three, and this is coming from a Conor fan. Well, used to be a Conor fan, because I, I haven't liked his, his antics lately, but how could he be number three when his last fight was a loss? His fight before that with Diaz was a close decision. And he really hasn't fought that much in the past four years. I mean, the past four years, I think two, maybe three fights he had. He defended his the Walter Wade belt once. Um... 
I just don't understand how he could be number three when Ala Quinta went five rounds with the champion, uh, Nurmagomedov. So if anything, I think Ala Quinta should be ranked above Connor. I mean, if you just look at you know his fights, his record, plus how he did in the fights. And unfortunately, about with these rankings, someone on Reddit it found out that it's only 14 people that do the UFC rankings, and only nine people are actually involved in mixed martial arts. So yeah, it, it is a popularity contest, and with this deal with ESPN, I wish there was a way that ESPN could kind of be like the like college football have a panel of experts come together and and here is the official rankings because with the UFC rankings there's no clear-cut way to say this is how you get a title shot unless you're Conor McGregor you know throwing dollies through buses and just making the wrong name for yourself it seems like because that's what sells that's the only thing that seems like works with these rankings is if you could sell pay-per-views no matter how you do it whether it's your talent or whether you're a bad boy you'll get ranked higher now with Aliquinta and Dan Hooker he's uh, Aliquinta said the reason why he took this fight was because Dan Hooker called him out didn't know his ranking and figured this would be a fun fight to do. I kind of like Aliquinta in a way. I mean, he he does trash talk a little bit, but the way he does it, it's kind of funny and, and, and interesting in a way too. Um, but I just wish that ESPN and I know the fighting commissions can't come up with rankings, but Someone has to come together and say, okay, let's let's make an official rankings. And number one will always fight number two. Number one will be your champion. We'll always fight number two. You lose, or if you're inactive, you know, put rules in there. Um, if you if you're inactive for more than a year, you get removed from the rankings, or you drop out of the top ten, and you got to work your way back up. And I bet you a lot of these fighters will start either fighting more or not be so much of a babies and say oh I'm not main event I'm not fighting aka Conor McGregor just hoping that somehow things change so that the rankings are more clear for the fans to understand what their favorite fighter has to do or who he has to fight to get a shot at the title. Now, I I alluded to it a little bit earlier about uh, Masvidal and Diaz. So, a lot of people are out there not liking the fact that UFC is making a BMF belt, uh, BMF belt and having The Rock put it around the waist of the winner I'm not for the belt 
actually making the belt. I think it's pretty cool um, sales pitch, if you want to call it that, to label this as a BMF title fight. Because let's let's be honest, I mean, Masvidal and Diaz, these two together should be able to put a pretty good build up to this fight. They both respect each other, but they both can trash talk. And the uh, the press conference they had a couple weeks ago. I love the fact that Masvidal walked out with the Scarface tux or uh, suit on. Now, they didn't really talk that much. I'm okay with that because we have roughly a month of lead up of trash talking. And I I, I, I think this is going to be a good fight. I mean, a lot of people, not a lot of people, some people think Masvidal is going to lay Diaz out. Some people think Diaz is going to Submit Masvidal. This could be a bloody war. Masvidal, I think, has the power advantage. Obviously, Diaz has the, the ground game advantage. It's just a matter of whose strength is going to out, outdo the other strength, the other person's strength. So, when the fight gets closer, you know, I'll give my uh, my pick. I mean, as of right, my, my final pick. As of right now, and I don't know if I'm saying this because I'm more of a Masvidal fan, I think Masvidal is going to win it, but gets down to the ground, he's got to figure out a way to get up off the ground because Diaz is pretty nasty on the ground. So like I said, UFC 243 is this weekend, um, so before we go, I'm going to give my picks. It's actually not that bad of a card. We have the... Kicking off the main event, we have Justin Taffa versus Jorgen Di Castro in the heavyweight division. A welterweight fight between Luke Jumilo versus Diego Lima. And then another heavyweight uh, fight, we have Tuavesa versus Sergei Spivak. Tuavesa uh, is, uh, I think, the cousin of the Alabama quarterback. And Nordame Lyman, I think it was. I forget if it's offense or defensive lineman. But then for the co-main event, we have Alaquinta versus Dan Hooker. And the main event, we have Robert Whitaker versus Israel Adesanya. Um, Whitaker is the champion. Israel is the inner, uh, interim champion. And it seems like we're slowly getting rid of these interim titles, which I'm finally glad because just they're, they're handed out like they're candy anymore. So kicking it off, my first pick, I'm going to go with Justin Taffa. To be honest, never heard of either of these guys. I probably should. I mean, if they're on a pay-per-view and it's a heavyweight fight, so could be a knockout. Hopefully there's no, and this goes for the whole card. Hopefully there's no uh, eye poke situations. You know, two weeks ago we had Todd Duffy. Last weekend, or no, three weeks ago was Todd Duffy. Two weeks ago was Rodriguez and Stevenson situation. So then after that heavyweight bout, we have Luke Jumoa versus Diego Lima. I'm going to go with Diego Lima. Um... 
I'm going to go third round knockout. You know, this one possibly could be a good fight. Could be a close fight if it comes down to a decision. Then at heavyweight, I have Tuavesa versus Spivak. I'm going to go with Tuavesa here. Um, I've seen a couple of his fights. The one that he did lose seemed like he gassed and might have been the main reason why he lost it here. But I think he makes a, a bounce back here with a, a knockout because he does have some powerful, powerful punches. Then in a co-main event, we have Ala Quinta versus Dan Hooker. Now, I know I just talked a little bit about the rankings. Ala Quinta being number five, Dan Hooker being number 15. This is like a a win-win for Hooker if he could just hang in there. I don't think he could beat Ala Quinta. But if he could go all three rounds and, and show up and... and make this a, a dog fight you gotta think he has to move up in the rankings even if he does lose I mean he's 15th ranked going up against a top 5 guy now on the other hand with La Quinta I don't really think he gains anything by a win here again it's a 15 ranked guy it's not like Conor McGregor moved up to the class above him and got put at 15 and you're, and you're, you're fighting him. But I, th I think Aliquinta wins this. I'm kind of hoping for a decision. I mean, this could be a, a good fight. I mean, Dan Hooker is an up-and-comer. And this could be a good stepping stone fight when win or lose. Depending on how how he loses. I mean, if he gets knocked down in the first round, yeah, it doesn't look good. But if he makes this a dogfight and takes it to decision, that could help him in more ways than one. Then in uh, the main event, like I said, Robert Whitaker versus Israel Adesanya. This is Whitaker's first defense, I believe. Um injuries illnesses just never could get a, a title defense and here we are I always talk about ring rust Israel uh, fought Anderson Silva uh, a few months ago now Anderson isn't the same spider that he used to be but he's still a dangerous fighter and Israel just ran over him and I think he this this is going to happen again I think he's going to beat Robert Whitaker I think we're going to see the ring rust I think the only way Whitaker wins is by knockout um, if Israel could m make this go into the the fourth and fifth rounds I think he could pull this out I think we're going to see Whitaker gas out because he just hasn't fought because of injuries and things like that. So I, I believe we're going to hear a new champion being called. So that's going to be it for today. Uh, before I go, head over to Twitter, follow the show at ST Sports Podcast, follow myself at Jimbo ST Sports, follow Shoulders at STS O'Brien, head over to Facebook and YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, and 
like I said, head over to bellyupsports.com. We have a cancer shirt, uh, cancer survivor shirt um, on sale over there. Whatever we sell, 50% of whatever we, we sell will be donated. And it's for a good cause. So, like I said, head over, purchase one or two or three. You know, they got hoodies, they got all different kinds of uh, shirts for cancer awareness. So, till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.